Welcome to episode two of Chef's Dream, the podcast which throws open the doors at SCAFA, that's the School of Culinary and Finishing Arts in Dubai. If you haven't already heard episode one, we suggest you start from the beginning, so you don't miss a sizzle or sear in this series. I'm Ray Addison, a graduate of the school's professional kitchen and pro finishing courses, and this season I'm revealing what life is really like for students at the largest vocational culinary institute in the Middle East and South Asia. Coming up, we meet Halla, whose connection with food is deeper than most. I'm like uh, questioning a lot of things in this uh, time of my life, and uh, cooking has always been more than I loved. It was a thing that I, I used to make sense of the world. Culinary instructor Chef Eduardo Acuna explains why students' drive to succeed is vital for the culinary industry. We need hungry people. We need people who wants to do something, something different, something better. And graduate Arpan reveals why he decided to train with Scaffa despite having six years experience in professional kitchens. My motto was like, uh, you know, to learn more and more about uh, Western cuisine. So it's a technique which I want to learn. So I get over there in Scaffa. Now, last week, we met Chef Francisco Araya. He's the man responsible for designing and overseeing Scaffa's curriculum. Each week, the Pro Kitchen course has a different focus. Let's find out now about week two. Week number two is about stocks, soups and thickeners. So in this uh, week, students will learn how to transfer flavor from bones and veggies into a liquid how to make that liquid very, very flavorful, so they can use it in the future for making soups with a lot of flavor or making sauces with a lot of flavor. Then we're gonna use those liquids to produce different kinds of soups. And the third learning outcome that we want is thickeners. Uh, how to thicken a soup, how to prepare a velouté, and how to thicken soups using roux. They will use potato as the thickening agent. Potato has starch, so the starch will, in the action with water and heat, will gelatinize and will thicken a soup. And the third one will be purees. So just using, you know, the fiber that we're going to have in the veggies to give the texture and consistency that we want. Besides that, students will also learn how to clarify stock. Remember all this theory about stocks and so on. It's 300 years old or maybe older, right? So uh, we teach our students from the classical way. Hmm? Then we can teach them, on, you know, in different ways of how technology can make your life easier. Hmm? So... We'll teach them how to clarify using egg whites, you know, the very old, old, old system. Even though that when they join the industry today, the sieve's so fine that you just run it through a sieve and you get perfect clarified stock on the bottom. For the assessment, they'll have to prepare uh, a velouté, that is one of the mother sauces. They'll have to prepare a, a soup thickened with potatoes. The level two professional kitchen course is condensed and designed to teach students the skills they need to enter the industry straight away. I asked Chef Francisco if students' confidence in the kitchen was also accelerated. Yes, uh, uh, their knife skills will get a lot better because everything, even though when, when, you, when you look at, a, a, like say, a Larousse and you look for a Mirepoix, the Mirepoix will say rough cuts of these veggies, right? Uh, we force students to cut everything in Brunois so they really, you know, work on their skills. So by the end of the week, they already had two weeks of chopping, 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 chopping. And that's going to get their skills a lot better. And once they learn how to use their knife properly, you know, their, your, your, your cooking changes completely. So you become way more efficient, faster, and of course you're going to get confident in what you're doing. 
Time now to introduce you to another new student. Hala is 31 years old and from Syria. Over the years, she's tried a few careers, but she's always striving for something more fulfilling. I caught up with her while she was chopping some carrots and asked why she had decided to train as a chef. Because I've changed three careers up to now. I still can't find myself in any of them. I'm like uh, questioning a lot of things in this uh, time of my life. And uh, cooking has always been um, a thing that more than I loved, it was a thing that I, I, I used to make sense of the world, you know, like my problems and how to solve them, how to, s to strategize a dish happen to be similar at times and it makes things easier for my brain to process. So what other careers have you, have you done then? So um, I started off being a graphic designer when I graduated. Uh, then um, I got training as an actress in New York and then I, I went to copywriting. Uh, copywriting came in very naturally, just that's because I, I studied it in university. I had a double major in journalism and graphic design. But then it gets boring. When, when it comes to working for a payment, it, it takes away from the art of it. So what exactly is Hala hoping to get out of her training? If I, it doesn't take me anywhere, at least I would want to write about food. I think being a food writer is much better than being a writer for oil and gas or banking, which is what I used to do. It bore me to death. So you think by being a trained chef, you'll actually be a better food writer? Oh, I, definitely, because when, when you write, it's a form of expression. You cannot pretend that you know anything on the upper level of things or you can critique a dish if you don't know how it's done on the molecular level. And then, you, and then it allows you to be, first of all, more forgiving and second, to provide a back base of knowledge. It shows through writing, you can tell. This week at Scaffer, the students are learning about stocks and soups, and Halla admitted that in the past she's made some mistakes. Uh, I keep experimenting with them, uh, and sometimes I mix stocks I shouldn't be mixing, and I keep them for too long in the fridge, and I find that about that uh, too late, maybe the next day when my stomach really hurts. <laughs> Life's good. What stock can you make that you shouldn't be making? What are you making stock out of? Okay, so I would like uh, grill um, uh, a chicken breast, okay? And it has that charring on the outside. Then you take it out, then there's this black, so you'd add a little bit of butter, a little bit of water, and you put it, and I, and you put it in a container and put it in the fridge. Next day, I'd be cooking something like a steak, and it would have like the same charring, so I would add that to the frozen one, like to the chicken, and, and then sometimes it has like other sauces, has tomato. So I'm pretty sure that I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that sounds wrong. I know. <laughs> I know, but I like, I experiment a lot and like at home, at home. And this is something that is, is starting to change. I, I care very little about safety measures, you know, uh, because I'm the only one who's hurting myself. So I'm like fully responsible. In this one week that we had, oh my God, when I cooked over the weekend, I had the understanding of mise en place, you know? And I had a big bowl for the trash and uh, I was very elegant in my movements as opposed to like before, I would like move like a warrior or an idiot <laughs> in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So practical changes are taking place. It's, it's happening. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel 
a little bit more intelligent because I see two steps ahead and I and I wonder how can I plan for it better. It's really good. And we'll hear more from Hala later on in this episode. Working alongside Chef Francisco is Chef Eduardo Acuna. We sat down to speak about his first impressions of this batch of new trainees and find out his thoughts on the industry. As usual, first week is uh, so early to, to say something, okay? But uh, they look to be ready to, to learn, okay? They, are, they look hungry and this is something good. This is something amazing, huh? especially uh, nowadays in this field, the culinary field, we need hungry people. We need uh, people who want to do something, something different, something better, something special. Hmm? Not to come into this field because of some fashion and so on. No, it's because we really, they really feel they want to do it. And it's amazing. It's good. For first week, good impressions. So has Chef Eduardo seen a change in the type of people signing up to train as professional chefs? Definitely. Definitely there is a, there is a change, okay? I think nowadays, again, more people is, is chasing cooking as a, as a passion. Hmm? And I'm super happy about it. I'm super happy about it because I feel it has been, over the year, has been a lack of respect for our profession, okay? Uh, and it's our fault. I feel it's our fault. I feel if we are not professional enough, if we are not proud about our profession and we give the best, how do we expect the people to feel the same? You know what I mean? So nowadays it's true, cooking is some fashion, people love to follow the TV shows and so on, but at the same time people believe that Cooking is a way of life. Hmm? It's not just a hobby or it's not just something that I want to learn to cook better at home. It's something that I can, I can, I can live from cooking. Okay? I, can, I can turn it into my career, my profession, and I can do my best. And I can, I don't know, I can express my art through cooking. And of course, uh, yes, I have seen a different kind of people approaching us, looking for training to reach the dream. Hmm? And it's, it's really good. I'm super happy about it. I think we're going to see a change soon in, in the way how people um, think about us as a chef. Hmm? Not more like simple cooks. It's more like professional chefs. Hmm? Not every student is a complete beginner. Arpan actually had six years professional experience as a chef before he decided to train with Scaffa. I went down to Bali-inspired Coco Bay on Dubai's Palm Jumeirah, where he works as a chef de partie, cooking modern Asian and Western cuisine. We started with a tour of the kitchen. So this is our kitchen. Uh, you can see over here. So this side we have a full range and one hot plate uh, together with the oven and blast seal over here. And you guys are using uh, the rational ovens in here? Yeah, we, we are using a rational oven over here. And uh, we have uh, fries over here, so all of the fries items we are doing over here. As well as Two double fry stations? Double fries, yeah, absolutely. And uh, here we have a Asian. That's awesome, you've got the proper uh, wok station. Yeah, actually, uh, so this is my actual station is this. I'm an Asian chef, so I'm walking over here. So basically we have a two walk over here. One is for the like a gravy item. So whatever we are sauces we are doing in the first walk. 
and the second uh, work for where especially for rice and noodles so as you know right uh, that uh, rice and noodle is very uh, sticky and uh, with a uh, lots of starch it's a uh, easily uh, stick with the wok so that's why we are keeping a uh, two different wok for do two different preparation and then i see at the back here you have um, a big sort of pail of of water and then to the to the left what is this this is the olive oil yeah it's a it's a corn oil we are not using olive oil in a wok because that what uh, wok temperature is too high so it's easily burnt the olive oil fast cooking on a very high heat yeah yeah actually exactly exactly tell me how you got your uh, mise en place set up for your station here so here we have a set up for the all the sauces like a uh, sweet and sour some tom yum soup and some laksa and green curry so all the sauces we are keeping over here okay and the whatever uh, required pizza which is uh, need to be kept in the chiller so we have a under counter chiller over here some leaf is here some garnishes is over here so all that uh, vegetable preparation we are doing uh, keeping in a blast chiller just take us through like a typical day as a chef de party what what are your responsibilities so my responsibility to from the receiving area till the walk so i need to check the quality what i we are uh, receiving from the supplier and uh, i am uh, responsible for the misempla in my sec- uh, section so what misempla are doing uh, in a daily basis as well as i am responsible for the quality of the food which is going from my section we are making some nasi goreng we are making a laksa and tom yum soup so at the uh, quality of the food this is my responsibility and i'll make sure the top notch quality is uh, came out from my wok as well as and uh, i am responsible for the hasip so i need to check that uh, all the walking chiller temperature cooking uh, processor temperature and uh, blast chiller temperature so all the documents i need to check so those are my responsibilities over here let's see the other kitchen then Let's go to the other kitchen. So this is a this is a bit different, isn't it? This is um, open to the rest of the restaurant, so yeah. customers can see. Yeah, yeah. So this is a uh, Rovata Grill. This is a one of the specialist uh, in our restaurant. So as I told you before as well, this is the second grill in the world we are having over here. One is the first in uh, London, as I told you. Okay. So and this is the main interaction of our uh, restaurant. So people are you can see that uh, Himanshu. So he's uh, standing over here and he uh, cooking the so people also can enjoy that uh, the theater of the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from here we are doing all the only meat, seafoods, and uh, some uh, prawns and uh, lobster and uh, beef steak. So whatever grill item is over here. So we all all the item we are doing in Rovata Grill. And do you sometimes work this station? Yeah, I work in the station. So my experience in Rovata Grill is like. Uh, quite you know it's a difficult task for me as i am a wok chef so i the past 5 years i'm working in a wok and suddenly i'm uh, coming uh, coming over here and grill do a uh, share up meat in a grill it's quite difficult task for me but yes i love to do and i'm learning more and more over here we'll hear more from arpan in just a minute and find out how he managed to juggle a full time job with his training Let's catch up with Hala now and see how her second week is going on the professional kitchen course. I'm learning a lot, um, a lot of fundamentals. You taste the basic classic recipes and, and it's really interesting. And uh, Chef Eduardo has been very generous in opening our eyes into ways we can develop things, uh, work things differently. Uh, he would tell us how he would work something according to his experience. And honestly, I think there is 
where the gold is. Any standout dishes, any standout techniques or, or things that you might have learned during the week? Oh yes, okay, so this is a personal thing. So we've got, uh, we've cooked something called the prawns bisque. And out of all the fish stocks that we cooked this week, um, this one stood out because it tastes the best, but it is just made out of, you know, fried uh, prawn shells. And wow, like, like who would have thought that prawn shells could, could offer that? We think of things in terms of, you know, this is upscale, this is gourmet, and this is garbage. But who knows? You search in the garbage and you might find something. <laughs> so it's interesting. <laughs> so aside from the new skills that Halla is learning, what does she think of the academy? Ooh, lovely place, positive vibes, lovely uh, colleagues, and the teachers. Like, like they would, they would like even like my teacher is Eduardo, Chef Eduardo. Uh, if I ask Chef Francesco, Chef Francesco would make the time to explain something that would take like 15 minutes. Like, where else do you do that? That's, that's love and attention. I love it. Let's head back to Coco Bay, where I've just finished my kitchen tour with Arpan. We sat down to find out more about his background and experience. So basically I'm from Nepal and uh, I started my career in India with the Taj groups and uh, I moved to uh, the Leela Palace. So I work over there in a panel Japanese cuisine and uh, I moved to JW Marriott. I almost worked two and a half years in a JW Marriott and then uh, yeah, I got an opportunity to come in Dubai. We met in an interesting way, didn't we? Because we were both competing for the uh, SCAFA Future Chef Scholarship. So. Why did you apply to that scholarship? I came from the very uh, middle-class family, so I didn't uh, complete my graduation study. So I started a career my around uh, 18 or 19. So I realized that uh, study is uh, one of the most important things over there to grow in uh, such a management level. One day I saw in Instagram uh, about that competitions, and I read about it, and uh, I feel like uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity for me. I feel if I win over here, I'll get uh, opportunity to learn. Practical and uh, theory, both are the most important thing in our uh, culinary field. You say you're predominantly a wok chef, so what sort of uh, skills did you hope to learn and what skills did you learn over the course that you, that you didn't already know? You know, uh, I went to the Western cuisine, like a uh, doneness of meat and uh, cutting by names. So those are all the things, so I get an opportunity to learn in a SCAFA, you know, you know, so my motto was like, uh, you know, to learn more and more about uh, Western cuisine. So it's a technique which I want to learn, so I get over there in a SCAFA. Before entering the competition, Arpan asked his head chef if he would be allowed to combine his work with his new studies, and they gave him their full support. However, juggling his time between the two was still a challenge. Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah, it's a bit uh, hard for me. So, you know, uh, after working over here till like uh, one o'clock and uh, in the morning, I have to reach over there uh, around uh, nine o'clock. So, you know, since uh, that uh, timing was uh, not uh, exactly uh, perfect for me, but yes, we have to do hard work to get something. Yeah. So I like that. That's ambitious, isn't it? You know, like, where do you want to end up? Where do you see your career taking you in culinary? So I want to promote my, you know, national cuisine. So I want to take my national cuisine at least in the Michelin star. So I'm working on that. So hopefully I'll get uh, that uh, goal. I will reach over there. 
What's the most challenging thing about being a full-time professional chef? What advice would you give to people listening to the podcast and thinking about following your example? One of the most, most, most important thing is like attitude. So your attitude matters the most in the kitchens, okay? So keep patience, work hard, and keep your attitude always right, and always, you know, try to do something new. A lot of people don't go to culinary school. Uh, they, they just go straight into a, into a restaurant like you, like you did or a hotel. Do you think it's necessary? It's not necessary, it's mandatory. For me, it's mandatory to, uh, you know, see, everybody knows how to cook, okay? Even my mothers know how to cook. But as a chef, you need to know that uh, planning, how to uh, do a planning, proper planning to execute the food from the kitchen. Okay, and uh, as a chef, you need to know that uh, cooking technique and uh, science behind the food. So those all are things uh, you will get in the college only. So uh, yes, college is the one of the best place to learn all the things. Next time on Chef's Dream, we meet North, who's taking advantage of some downtime to learn a new skill. Well, I kind of see, want to see where it takes me because I've always been interested. I've been toying with the idea for a while and I just kind of, now is a good time. And I went and thought, okay, I mean, I'm not going to delay it anymore, so I'll just go for it. <laughs> we find out why every SCAFA student receives training in how to use rational ovens. This means that when they land in a hotel or in any kind of business where they see rational, they already feel home. So it's an extra card also for their CV. And former student Durgesh explains how he gained his level two city and guilds despite holding down a full-time job. I told Chef Francisco, if any point of time you feel that I won't be performing well or I won't be keeping up with the schedule because I had to come to Dubai all the way from Abu Dhabi on my off days. If you've enjoyed this episode, good news, there's another 11 to come. So hit the subscribe button and please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast so more future chefs can tune in. If you want to find out more about Scaffa, you can check out their website. It's scaffa.ae. Scaffa is spelled S-C-A-F-A. Or follow them on Instagram at scaffa.dubai. Scaffa also has a culinary school in Lahore, Pakistan. You can find them at scaffa.pk or follow them on Instagram at scaffa.lahore. And if you like, you can follow me at Ray's Menu. Until next time, happy cooking. <laughs>